Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, Happy New Year. I was so disappointed when I went to the Space Needle on New Year's Eve and I saw nothing. Where did all the tentacles go when I saw <laughs> when it happened in the midnight? I didn't see any tentacles. I didn't see any weird faces coming out of the Space Needle. <laughs> what happened? Um, you know, what's funny is I thought because it was digital, it was going to be longer, but it was about the same length as if we were watching fireworks out in the freezing cold. And aside from the tentacles, I was particularly impressed by the corn dog and the butterfly. <laughs> I think I saw 30 seconds of it. And I was like, nope, I I'm done with that. <laughs> you know what it felt like? It felt like crazy rich Asians. <laughs> it's kind of, what kind of reminded me of <laughs> Oh, it was a little extra. I literally watched it and I'm like, where's Dick Clark? I'm trying to <laughs> what channel is Dick Clark on? <laughs> Dick Clark. Do you mean Ryan Seacrest? <laughs> it's still the Dick Clark New Year's Eve ball, isn't it? Don't they still brand it as Dick Clark? With Ryan Seacrest, right? With Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was probably something that's contractual, like for yeah. for all or as lawyers like to call it, in perpetuity. <laughs> I gave it A for effort, though, mm -hmm. for that Space Needle. It's, yeah. It was interesting. Just saw about 30 seconds of it, changed the channel, and I think I put on Wonder Woman 1984, and I was that was it. That was mm -hmm. pretty much it. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed in that, but oh well, that's just me. Yeah. Well, in addition to that, we also did a gift exchange on mm -hmm. New Year's Eve, Monica. I want to say thank you. I love my dick socks, <laughs> as well as my scarf. <laughs> Dick's Restaurant, as in Dick's Deluxe Burgers, you guys. Get your mind out of the gutter here. What? <laughs> Monica, I'm talking to you. Wink, wink. Oh, you're welcome. It's just, I, I saw the Husky one. I said, this is so Nelson. And, you know, of course, I love to support local companies. I loved it because I saw it and I was like, ooh, I like I like that one. And I like the Supersonics one, too, because of the yeah. green and yellow. Yeah. That one was yeah. really good. And I wore your Husky mask over the weekend, too, if I you noticed. That. I yeah. did. It looks great. It looks great. I like it. It's really comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. Most Some of the masks, some manufacturers, they make it so tight that it just mm -hmm. sucks up to your face and you can't breathe in on the mask. I really like that one. This one is like really comfortable. It fits my, I don't have to adjust it all the time. Oh, cool. it, I really like it. So that thank you is, so much. That one is from a vendor called Two Face Mass and they're at Fremont Sunday Market. And so again, supporting local businesses, micro businesses. So that's awesome. I'm glad it fits so well. Yeah. Socks, I'm getting ready for like a special day when it's extremely <laughs> cold and my furnace goes out or something like that. I'm like, oh, putting on those dick socks. <laughs> I have to be careful saying that. Otherwise, we get censored here. <laughs> oh, it's fine, Nelson. <laughs> it's, I'm the only one in the gutter. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I know. And thank you for driving out to my house because, you know, I mean, 
bless you, I'm not coming out to Issaquah. So your visit was very much welcomed by me and the fam and a huge, huge selection of legendary donuts. We've already talked about it. I almost never get there because they're so far away, but the selection you brought was perfect for everybody. It was actually all of our favorites. And it took us two days to get through them all because they're so large. (laughs) The the maple bar and the giant chocolate bar. (laughs) Just like, oh my goodness. It's like the fiber bar grinder. <laughs> so really good size. And there's all kinds of stuff. Uh you you gave me a box that had some really special bombs in it. And by bombs, I mean hot chocolate bombs and bath bombs from the cozy bomb. And I love how you warned me not to drink the bath bombs because you know me so well, everything goes in my mouth. So <laughs> Thanks for the warning. The hot chocolate bombs really make me feel special because it's like a present inside a present. So it's it's just really cool because, you know, you everybody knows I make my own like hot chocolate from scratch, but it's mm-hmm. just like pouring warm milk, hot milk over that bomb and having it open up. It's like it's like a chocolate, hot chocolate flower. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate it. Not to mention all the gift cards and the adorable Funko Hello Kitty, which I didn't have that one and I've admired it before. So thank you so much, Nelson. Oh, yeah. Well, the Cozy Bombs, that's the first time I've actually tried those hot chocolate bombs. You mm-hmm. were talking about them several episodes ago mm-hmm. with Sweet Nothings and more. Mm-hmm. And I saw them and the Cozy Bombs. There's like they not only do hot chocolate bombs, but they also do bath bombs too so that's really interesting yeah and i think they're doing cake pops as well so you might want to look out for that Mm -hmm. so follow the cozy bomb and monica my question was when you took a bath did the bomb open up and there's marshmallows in the bath bomb (laughs) and chocolate is that what it was it was yeah it's like being part of a chocolate sundae No, it's fizzy. I'm a I'm a bath bomb kind of person. I mean, I always like bubble baths and bath bombs. It just again a little something to relax and make you feel special and reinvigorate your skin. I've never taken a bath with bath what? bombs. I rarely take baths for that matter. <laughs> oh, Nelson, we need to talk about your hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jacuzzi guy, so Uh-oh. maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Can I put? Can I throw the bath bombs in the jacuzzi? No. Is that is that possible? No. Like just when <laughs> it's bad for the jacuzzi. <laughs> when 24 hour fitness reopens again, I'm heading into the jacuzzi and I'm like bath bomb. Just like the- <laughs> it's bad for the jacuzzi. Sorry, it's kind of like bubble bath <laughs> in a washing machine. You know, it's just some things just are not a good idea. But I did really enjoy those cocoa hot chocolate bombs, though they were really delicious. And ingenious. I can't believe that is like the 2020 fad of (laughs) crazy. Anyway. All right. Welcome to Seattle Foodie Podcast, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. Monica, how are we doing today? We are doing fine. (laughs) You know what I've done in the last couple of weeks? I've been listening to our old episode, starting with the first one, our our origin story so that's oh, you have a journey. Oh my. that's been quite a journey listening to our progression yeah sort of just reflecting on where we've been right where we're going absolutely yeah i haven't had a chance to listen to that first episode i don't know if i want to listen to the first episode <laughs> i like to listen to those first couple before you started taking show notes that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> 
I think the f- the first interview with Scott Valen, I will go down memory lane just for just a minute here right. with Scott Valen. The, the audio was so bad and I didn't know how to correct it. And it was like so loud. We were recording in the kitchen and I just wanted, I felt so bad at the time. I was like, maybe we should just redo. We should have him on again right. just as a redo because it was so bad. But hopefully I fixed all the sound quality. It's yeah. still a little bit a work in progress, but hey. That's what we're doing. That's why we're here. You're a great executive producer. And you can't, like, somebody dropped something in that interview, like a whole platter of stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was really loud. (laughs) You can't fix that. No, no. Well, let's get into our show. We don't have a recap because, Monica, we only saw each other briefly for two minutes for a gift exchange. (laughs) So we didn't really do much. But I do have something I want to tell people before we start our What Are We Eating section. Let's hear it. Okay. I have a shameless plug, you guys. I'm sorry. You're going to have to listen to it. But (laughs) this week, I collaborated with Chrissy27, formerly of CD Ice Cream, and we created an ice cream flavor together for round 14 of our pint ice creams that you can get on Sundays at the station. So the collaborated flavor is, I'm so excited for this, (laughs) Orange Blossom Creamsicle. Monica, I've made it. I'm so excited. I've made it. I have a flavor dedicated to me. Mm-hmm. This flavor is awesome. Satsuma orange with cardamom spice ice cream. Oh, it's so good. Monica, shades of flat wooden spoons everywhere <laughs> with orange creamsicle cups. You guys can pre-order the flavor now on chrissy.squarespace.com and you can pick it up at the station coffee shop on Sunday. Monica, I'm I'm just so excited. Chrissy messaged me and it's like, what do you what kind of flavors do you want? And I'm thinking, oh, what's what's in season? Because wintertime is so hard to choose what kind of flavors there are, <laughs> what kind of fruits are in season. And I thought, you know, and I, I I did a Google search and of course oranges popped up, apples popped up as well. And I'm like, ooh, oranges, orange creamsicle. Cause you and I always talk about this. Mm-hmm. About those little cups with the wooden spoon. Yeah. And you find it in either at school or you find it in the freezer section where it comes in packs of 20 that you just buy. <laughs> and that's what I wanted. And, the, and she was able to create it. And I'm so happy. And I'm so excited for this flavor. That's super cool. It's nostalgic and uh, very refreshing this time of year. So it sounds like a win. Yeah, no, it sounds really great. All right. So as for what are we eating this week? This was one of those camera roll weeks, Monica, because I had to go back through my camera roll to see what exactly I ate because my wallet definitely did my share of supporting (laughs) small businesses before 2020 ended. So Monday I was out in Linwood and I was near Yeye's. Monica, have you ever been to Yeye's up in Linwood? Actually, previously it used to be in Bellevue, Mm -hmm. but they put their location up in Linwood. Have you been up there before? Yeah, I've been up there. Okay. I got the grilled pork banh mis and boko, otherwise known as Vietnamese braised beef stew. Oh, I miss Yeye's going there to the Bellevue location. Mm-hmm. I had to grab several banmis from there. It's really good yeah. and really cheap, really good value. Tuesday, I went from Linwood to Preston. Where's Preston? <laughs> Preston is the next city over from Issaquah. Oh, so, so further it's a- east. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> 
Preston is in between Issaquah and Snoqualmie, if that's kind okay. of your, if you're trying to figure out where that is. So that's where it's by Fall, Fall City. You take that exit and you go to Fall City and then also Carnation. Mm-hmm. So that's in around that area. Mm. I was playing some golf and I stopped by Roadie's Smoking Barbecue. I got the chicken and ribs with spicy sauce. Monica, I never get chicken. You know me. I never get barbecue chicken. Mm-hmm. It's always ribs and brisket or pulled pork, but <laughs> Chicken is always down below the lower tier. I don't know why. I just never choose the barbecue chicken. Maybe because I had an experience in the past where it's like the chicken's dry, but this chicken was really good. It's very moist. I got it with the spicy sauce, baked beans and potato salad. Frank Eatington, or the artist formerly known as Mr. Frankstagram, Mm -hmm. likes the hooch sauce here, which is the extra, extra spicy. I couldn't do that, Monica. That is way too spicy for me. I don't know how... Frank or Mr. Frank Eatington or Frank Eatington can eat such spicy foods and not be Asian. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't like hooch sauce. He just likes hooch. <laughs> and I still call him Mr. Frankstagram. I don't care. <laughs> just to tease him. No, he's got a spicy mouth for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you last week, the good people of Eleanor's Greek yogurt sent me their limited edition holiday flavors. Guava cheesecake, chocolate mint, and Christmas cranberry, as well as a six-pack of their milk and fruit yogurts. It's literally all gone in my fridge, Monica. (laughs) I've been eating two of these a day. It's not good. Not healthy for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the natural milk and fruit ones, no added sugar. No, no added sugar. Mm -hmm. Of those three holiday flavors, I never asked you, which one was your favorite? I like the Christmas cranberry. I I like that one quite a bit. What about you? Guava cheesecake. Mm-hmm. You know me. You know me and cheesecake. I love cheesecake so much. It used to be my favorite dessert of all time. It still might be my favorite dessert of all time. Anything cheesecake, just give it to me. New Year's Eve, before I stopped by for our gift exchange, I went to L'Experience Paris in Mercer Island and I picked up a box of beautiful Pierre Hermes macarons. They are seriously treat yourself or treat yourself macarons, Monica. I also sampled their New Year's Day amuse-bouche, including raspberry eclair, the yuzu tart, and chocolate entremet. Monica, these macarons are ridiculous. They are very high quality. I think I went with the creme brulee as my favorite. I really like those, but it was I got a seven pack of that. Mm-hmm. If I lived where you are, Monica, I'd be going to Alberto's and Montlake Terrace all the time. Have you been there before by the Snohomish Pie Company? No, I've never been there. So this is really interesting. I was I was reading your notes. Tell us. Yes, this Mexican restaurant. I've been here before, but Smile Often Eats has mentioned this place several times. One of the things to get is the California burrito. And I didn't get the California burrito the first time. Mm-hmm. So I had to come back and get the California burrito. <laughs> and they are also known for these things called super fries, mm-hmm. which are AKA carne asada fries. And they are loaded. Yeah. It's basically... Fries in the bottom, and you have a huge glop of guacamole and sour cream on each corner. And then there's tons. I'm talking about like a three-quarter pounds of carne asada right on top of it <laughs> with cheese. It is a monster wow. carne asada fries dish. I'm normally not a fries guy. You know me. I'm all about team onion rings. But <laughs> when it's smothered with cheese, guacamole, sour cream, and carne asada, I'm in. So in. Also, I just I just can't resist lengua tacos monica and they had a grande lengua taco for 3.99 i got one i wish i had more i wish i got more i wish i got (laughs) two (laughs) sounds really good 
over the weekend, so now we're into the new year, we're into 2021. New me, new you. Da, 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 da. We always say this every year for every episode. <laughs> new me, new you. <laughs> but over the weekend, I picked up two Gracie's mini pies. I got a pecan pie and the Elvis vanilla custard with peanut butter, whipped cream, banana, and bacon. Ooh. She's having a pop-up soon, so make sure you guys follow her at Gracie's Pies. Oh, Monica, I'm such a sucker for pecan pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. give me that over any type of pie any day. <laughs> it's pecan pie up above and then down below is pumpkin. Ugh. Whoever developed pumpkin, just ugh. <laughs> Not good. Not good, guys. <laughs> but I love Gracie's pies. I mean, I I I killed them. I had two of them. I, I'm almost done with it. And they were just they're these tiny mini pies that are maybe about, oh, I'm thinking like five inch in diameter. So they're not really that mini, but they, she calls them mini pies. Anyway, yeah. finally, I went on a mini Central District food crawl, went to Standard Brewing for some tacos made by Jason Stratton. I had a catfish taco and the animal, which contains pork butt. Mm. Went down the street and Monica finally checked out the new Temple Pastries location. <laughs> Have you been down to that new location yet in the Central District? No, but I've been eating their pastries since the day they opened. Yes, since they've, <laughs> since they've had pop-ups. Yeah, so it's really interesting. They've been in markets. Everybody yeah. going there. I'm just like, yeah, like, good pastries. <laughs> I remember the first time when I had Temple Pastries, you bought me a box of the savory pastries. Mm -hmm. I still love their savory pastries. They're oh, so yeah. delicious. So good. But not savory this time. Everyone has been talking about their cruffins. So I had to get the last miso caramel and white sesame cruffin. Oh, so good. <laughs> the filling in that. I just, there's just something about croissant dough. Mm. This is like cronuts, cruffins. Yes, all good. Croissant sandwiches or cramwiches. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to stick to that. <laughs> crow dogs. Crow dogs. Crow dogs. Crow burgers. <laughs> what else can we do? <laughs> mm. Crow cake. I don't know where we're going with this. Crofa. I don't know. I just, that's, that's not one. No, that's not one. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you can't combine pho with like with croissant dough as as the dipping into the soup. You can't do that. Come on, someone make that happen. No, it's got to be something. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. And for my last spot in the central district, I picked up some wings and drums from Quick Pack. This convenience store has seven pieces for $12.79. So I got four wings, three drums. I just love cheap convenience store fried chicken, Monica. It's oh, it's not to love. Mm. No frills, just perfectly in the oven, whether it's in the broiler or whatever it is, the deep fry. I don't know. The Beacon Hill gas station, the quick pack. You have King's Deli. You have a bunch of places that you can go and it's perfect and it doesn't hurt your wallet. That is my kind of food, Monica. That's that's the people's food. <laughs> oh, I don't mind my wallet hurting a little, but I do love me some greasy fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yes. Oh, Jollibee's is the exception, though. I'm always there for Jollibee's. <laughs> yeah. Always. I'm so glad they don't they aren't closer to me. I'd be going there way too much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Monica. So that's basically what I ate all this week. How about you? Mmm been getting my drink on home drinking as i call it winter is all about warm drinks and i've been drinking up a storm both spirited and spirit free <laughs> my friends at coffee holic house gifted me a lovely set of their dreamer coffee blend condensed milk and a branded fin so as we say on tiktok i think you know where this about to go so 
this morning. Um, I have an old fin that I use. It's a little rickety, but this one is so gorgeous and worked perfectly to make my Vietnamese coffee this morning. Thanks. So I have much. no idea what you're talking about. That is way beyond. <laughs> I think you know where this is about to go. What is that? Is that like the burr? It's cold in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. Am I? Did I get that right? It's no, a, it's a that's TikTok. Not, it's a TikTok. It's that's a, not a bring it on. No, no, I don't know. that's not a cheer. I don't know if our listeners like know bring it on. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> there must be some Toros in the atmosphere. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, I have this old rickety like fin that I used to use to make my coffee, but now I have a nice new one. So Coffee Holic makes great coffee and they have this beautiful equipment to use. So I'm pretty happy. For those listeners that don't know, tell us what a fin is, Monica. Fin is the little coffee strainer that you would see. Like if you go to a Vietnamese restaurant and you ask them for Vietnamese coffee, sometimes they bring it to your table where it's dripping. It's that strainer. So it has a base, it has a thing that holds the coffee, and then it has a, like a press inside. So that's a fin. So an Asian French press, I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's tiny. It's smaller. It is. It is. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So for sure. I, and I, I've always had one in my house since I moved up here from Hawaii. So I just love it. Uh, to round out the drinks, I did forget to mention uh, my New Year celebration started with the crema de vie that Nelson, you bought me and Latina, Latina Way made. So thank you both. And then I made other spirit free options for perfect for a dry January. If that's something that you're thinking about. I'm not very dry in January, but some people are. So that's cool. And by far, I think most people love the ube kiss, which I made out of an ube simple syrup. And instead of sugar, I used the Vash Organics date syrup. So date syrup is something that I've been trying to use a little bit more to replace refined sugar, half and half and Topo Chico. And I think the color on that is really what's striking, but it also tastes so delicious. It's my favorite too. And then I also made resnilla soda, <laughs> raspberry vanilla. Torani, the syrup maker that I think you have some of their syrup at home, Nelson. I have some of their raspberry syrup. And then there's this company out of Portland called Raft. And I've been in love with their syrups for a long time. They have a really good vanilla one that I keep around. So that soda was really good too. I need to make a big batch for my family. And Nelson, have you ever had a classic egg cream? I haven't had an egg cream ever, but I <laughs> know what it is. Mm -hmm. I saw it in a movie. It's a, in a Scorsese movie that they were making egg cream. Yeah. I think it was for Joe Pesci might be because he was really into egg cream, but right. I've never had an egg cream, but I know it's with soda and I, I forgot what else is in there. <laughs> well, it's big on the East coast. So not so big out here, yeah. but, but Shug's does make one. The classic egg cream usually has a special chocolate sauce made by foxes. I didn't have the chocolate sauce, so I just had to use whatever I had. But uh, Cole, my son, really loved it because, he, as he says, it's lighter. It's it's more drinkable, he says. I'm teaching mm. him these words. And, you know, everybody knows Topo Chico is great on its own, but it's perfect mixed with just about anything, spirited or not. And you can find them at Costco. Oh, now I'm thirsty for some. Uh <laughs> you know what I've been drinking lately? I <laughs> What I was craving, thinking? Monica, are you a big eggnog fan? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I always, <laughs> ask, again, I always ask you this question. Weeks, every two weeks. Are you an eggnog fan? <laughs> what have you been drinking? I was at the grocery store and I was crazy. I saw this woman. I, I was stocking her shopping cart. So That's I was like, creepy. ooh, egg cream. Yep. It's very creepy. One of the things that was in her cart was the eggnog. Mm. I mixed eggnog with Sprite. Really? And I've oh, never had that. What's that like? Oh, it's so good. It's... Mm. It's like a vanilla float. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Wow. I have to try that. 
Sounds delicious. Anyway, that's as close as I get to egg cream. For the so shoppers, <laughs> watch out for Nelson stalking you in your cart in the store. <laughs> so did you like take the eggnog out of her cart? <laughs> no, I'm not one of those guys and did the do that. I'm one of that. those guys. <laughs> I would have if there was no more eggnog. Right in that area yeah. so i probably would have snuck in and just took her eggnog oh i'm savage away. i'm that person <laughs> okay moving on Stoneburner in ballard is temporary closed but last week jason Stoneburner offered a dinner to the first 40 people that donated to keep music live washington and that's an organization that helps support venues that have been closed since the pandemic began so what I got for dinner that night was bolognese ragu, and it was excellent. Like the texture of the pasta was incredible, and I can't wait to visit Stoneburner again when they open. Like it was really good. I'm still thinking about it. All right, soups. We're both into soups and stews, it seems like, Nelson, because I heard mm-hmm. them on your list. Uh, I love yeah. pozole so much that I'm going to have to learn how to make it. I keep saying that. I've been going to El Camignon for so many years, and for the first time, I had the pozole this week. I'm usually eating tacos or quesadilla or flautas, but it was delicious. I could use a little bit more spice, but that's something I can take care of at home. It was really hearty. The pork was tender. The hominy, everything was comforting. So it was a really great soup for a cold day. I think you're team pozole, but I'm team menudo. Yeah. I'm always into menudo, but it's only made especially on weekends. Mm -hmm. I was inspired by you one day because you mentioned pozole on the show (laughs) several weeks ago. So I'm like, I want some pozole. So I went to a Mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. to get pozole. But I think I am more team menudo though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's hard. It's hard to perfect. And there's also, you know, a rojo, like a red one and then sort of a greenish colored one. So it's, it kind of just depends on taste preference. And um, for sure, you like to get menudo at Taqueria El Sabor. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the places we looked at for pozole, but it wasn't on the menu. I'm just like, ah, they probably have menudo. (laughs) (laughs) So we didn't go there. Okay, I cooked a little bit this weekend. Uh, breakfast and brunch is always a big meal for us. And I made a Redondo's Portuguese sausage breakfast burrito. It's a little light on the eggs because apparently people in my house don't know how to use the shopping list, but it was still good. Guy, <laughs> um, we have Alexa. All you have to do is tell her. That's it. Tell her. Alexa, we need some eggs. She's always listening, strangely. Uh, I also made curry stew because this weekend was super cold, rainy, and windy, and it really hit the spot. Disappointing, Nelson. When I don't cook, my family makes things like what I call the chili cheese tacho beanie weenie dog. Hold on, I have to to break this all down. Chili cheese tacho weenie dog. Weenie weenie dog. Hot dogs, Mm -hmm. chili. What else am I missing here? Tacho. Oh, tater tots, tacho. Cheese, uh, baked beans. Did I miss baked beans already, or is it chili? Is that the same thing? It's I don't canned know. Chili, like who? Like I haven't like <laughs> intentionally bought canned chili since I was broken, like twenty two years old. <laughs> like canned chili. Chili's so easy. It takes ten minutes to make chili. Literally. <laughs> Hard well, work. maybe you should suggest that to Cole's teachers. <laughs> He's been slacking. He hasn't baked in two weeks. <laughs> Very upset. <laughs> Okay, so just quick mentions of places I visited, um, some other places, Green Tree in Greenwood for banh mi and spring rolls, Monkey Bridge in Ballard, banh mi and egg rolls. Remember we talked a couple weeks ago about how I love Vietnamese food, so I just yes, keep going around. Uh, Din Tai Fan for New Year's XLB, Hello Robin for a half dozen cookies, and Babar for Imperial Rolls since they make them everywhere. <laughs> and that rounds out my week of eating. Nice. I didn't even mention what I cooked. 
for New Year's Eve, we did lobster tails mm. with Cantonese noodles. Oh, yeah. Because longevity. For longevity, exactly. Noodles represent longevity. Mm-hmm. So you always have to eat noodles on New Year's Day. That's, well, not all, not you guys, but that's what my family and I do yep. as a tradition. That's always how we live long. Yep. Always <laughs> got to have noodles. Yeah. That looked yeah. delicious, I have to say. Yeah, I can't believe that lobster tails are so much cheaper than king crab. <laughs> way, way cheaper. Had I known, I would have bought more lobster than I did for the king crab. But anyway, to each their own. Okay, Monica, we do have an interview this week. And let me get into it. Our interview this week is with Craig Yamada of the Donut Lab Seattle. If you haven't tried their malasadas, you're missing out. Monica, I've given you some malasadas before from the Donut Lab, Mm -hmm. haven't I? Yep. They're made to order. They're fresh and they should be eaten immediately. Just hot. Just extremely hot. Craig has a great story of how Donut Lab originated. And here's our interview. Hey, everyone. Today I am with Craig Yamada of the Donut Lab Seattle. Craig, how are you doing today? Doing good, Nelson. How you doing? Great. I have been a big fan of your malasadas since last year. Was it last year that I first met you? I think it was two years ago. Oh, was it? Has it been that long? Has it been two years? Wow. Okay, man. Time has flied. It's flown, I guess. Yeah, that's that's what quarantining will do. It makes time stand still. So, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have seen your malasadas and Donut Lab around on Instagram and on social media. But for the followers and the listeners that don't know about it, can you tell us how Donut Lab originated? Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. So my wife is kind of the originator, I would say. She's the main reason why I started because her birthday was the occasion where I decided to kind of surprise her with some donuts. Um, she's mm-hmm. actually been a pretty big foodie her entire life. We were unable to get our hands on, you know, Seattle's most popular donuts uh, because they <laughs> always sell out. Yeah. So I got to a point where I'm like, all right, I got to come up with something quick here and fashion a, a cool gift for her. And as, as opposed to buying it for her, I figured I'd just cook it for her to show some more effort. So mm-hmm. just found a donut recipe online and started making it. It didn't turn out great. It was, uh, was kind of mixed reviews. Like I think my wife was being super nice when she first tried it. <laughs> oh, these are good. <laughs> and then you know i just started like practicing it over and over again like as the weeks went through went by and I actually was in a kind of a weird situation professionally because i previously lost my job just because our company went bankrupt mm-hmm. i had a lot of time on my hands when you know i was in unemployment and you know instead of waiting for hr representatives to call me back for you know corporate jobs i just decided to start a business and just see what where it took me and so i found a good malasada recipe and kind of you know changed it over the, the last couple of years and just to make it a little bit more fluffy and a little bit more desirable for the Seattle community. But yeah, for the most part, it's just like, it's been a really good parachute business for me just on the side because I just do it on weekends mm-hmm. now and yeah. I've been employed a couple of different occasions. Uh, I was doing it full time. So it's been a lot of fun. Okay. I have to ask the first time when you made it for your wife, what were the flavors that you had for the malasadas? So I did guava and uh, Nutella because a Nutella okay. I did not screw up. So <laughs> I yeah. wanted that one. Tell us about the different flavors you have now, because now you have like an array of flavors 
and then you do seasonal ones too. Tell us some of your popular ones and the ones that you specialize in. So the mainstays every week have been Ube and Hapia. So we always try to like okay. skew more towards the Hawaiian crowd or even like the, the Asian crowds in terms of their taste buds. Uh, it's usually what sells the best for us. Yeah. But, you know, we've been kind of venturing out a little bit more. So like, you know, you mentioned seasonal flavors and like pumpkin spice. We've done, done apple cider donuts a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of fit our, uh, our our flavor palette into whatever season we're going into. But for the most part, we're, we're going to stay true to the Hawaiian culture. And usually guava is going to be a big seller for us. Nutella is always there just for, you know, people that just love chocolate. Um, I just created a chocolate peanut butter recipe, which has been pretty good. It's been selling pretty well. And then I've been kind of, you know, testing out like more experimental flavors. So like I did like a Hong Kong milk tea the other day. Oh, wow. You know, just trying to make them Instagrammable and really pretty on on pictures. So that's the goal for a lot of this stuff. So, But the true Hawaiians that uh, really appreciate malasadas, they're going to want the plain ones. uh, And they'll just, the key is just just try to eat it right when you pick it up for me. Um, So it's, you should taste nothing but heat coming out of that that bun when you, you bite into it the first time. I want to be at your place for this, all this R&D flavors. That's what I just want to say. <laughs> You're always welcome, Milton. Always welcome. <laughs> okay. You were mentioning malasadas, especially they're very popular in Hawaii. Can you tell us what's the difference between a malasada and the standard donut that a lot of the shops around Seattle have? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit more of like a, a a texture kind of a thing. So malasadas are really intended to be eaten fresh. Like, you know, mm-hmm. donuts usually in Seattle, they have a shelf life, you know, one or two days. Sometimes you can, you can eat them and they're totally fresh. So my donuts, like I always advise like, hey, just within the first hour, eat as many as you can because the <laughs> quality just kind of tends to like dissipate as the day goes by. It's just, this is uh-huh. how malasadas are made. So like the outside texture is a little bit more crunchy. It's meant to be eaten within the first five minutes of frying it. So like you taste the heat, you taste you see the smoke like the the heat coming out of it you know once you bite in which is really what a lot of people that go to hawaii they experience that with leonard's is basically the the shop that we could try to <laughs> mimic ourselves after but we're we're never going to reach those kinds of heights so. yeah that's that's always a popular spot in hawaii i've always heard about leonard's but i totally understand because every time when i get a delivery from you you always say like make sure you eat it as soon as you can and i was like okay i totally get it now i understand why <laughs> so. yeah totally man it's uh it's a it's a it's a whole hill of difference if you try it within the first five to 20 minutes before you know once it's after it's been fried and then if you let it sit for a while you can definitely taste the difference like a couple of my customers which i was so proud of i didn't have to teach them this like they literally like just pulled out of my driveway went down the street and they started filming filming themselves eating like a fresh like macadamia nut custard oh wow yeah like they had like a live video stream of it i'm like all right so you know exactly what you're supposed to do which is awesome so that's what you're supposed to do though you're supposed to eat hot food hot exactly (laughs) exactly don't wait on it man just just enjoy it what was the one macadamia nut yeah macadamia nut custard so that's been another popular one it's expensive to produce but again usually sells pretty pretty well for us so what other things can we look forward to from the donut lab what other flavors are you experimenting currently during the holiday season or what what kind of things are going on in the future yeah that's a good question a lot of the new palette will come from my my wife's brain so mm-hmm. she's usually the one i always have to test everything if it passes her her sniff test usually it's good to go <laughs> to the general public so i think a couple of the ones that she's kind of come up with recently has been um, like chocolate hapia and that's usually been a a good idea for us i think we might bring matcha back uh, into the fold maybe sprinkle a little oreo on on top of that Mm -hmm. and then a couple of my customers have been requesting a lot of lychee uh, yeah flavors so i request lychee as well (laughs) sign me up for that one (laughs) 
So we'll see what uh, what we come up with in the new year, but we're we're definitely still testing. Lychee it just seems so hard because it's such a light fruit and it's mm-hmm. hard to extract the flavor from there. I feel mm-hmm. like that's just kind of the things that I've had when I've experimented trying to do lychee flavors and at home when I'm cooking mm-hmm. and doing my my stuff. I totally understand. Now let me ask you: Are you and your wife both from the island from Hawaii, or how, I'm just trying to figure out like how has your recipe kind of changed from the beginning when you made it for your wife? several years ago to now? It's a good question. So neither of us are from the islands. Uh, okay. Hawaii is basically the number one destination for all of our vacations. I think we usually go there at least once or twice a year. My family uh, and I too, the same thing. The yeah. Same thing. Yeah. That's why this, uh, this past year has been really, really hard for us because we haven't been able to visit. The, the, Absolutely. The land, so to speak. So in terms of like the recipe changing, like, you know, we've been kind of testing with, you know, different combinations of things, different flavors within the dough itself. And, and the dough really makes, makes the recipe for in terms of a, a malasada recipe. So the original one we found online, there was very basic as, you know, I kind of read more articles and kind of, you know, listened to more chefs that we have, you know, we're friends with. They kind of came up with some different ideas on how we can kind of tweak it. But for the most part, it's just different levels of water, different le- levels of milk, different letter le- levels of vanilla extract. It's, it's mm-hmm. it, it took a lot of fine tuning to get to the point where we are right now. So I think customers that have been with us since the beginning, they've seen the evolution of like quality of the dough that we've been putting out there. Cause Mm -hmm. I I know for a fact in the first year we were a work in progress. Um, But I think now, I think we kind of found our footing in terms of finding the right recipe for us that the the public really, really loves and it keeps people coming back. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the dough is so important in anything when you're making any type of donut or malasada and Mm -hmm. great to see that it's constantly improving and customers are loving it. Craig, I I love talking to you. (laughs) And one of the segments we have on here, because we're the Seattle Foodie Podcast, is we always ask all of our interview guests, where are we eating? Can you tell us some of your favorite spots you like to eat and support around Seattle? Any small businesses you like to support too as Uh well? 100%. 100%. Where do I start? I mean, it's basically wherever my wife wants to go that day. And the, the funny thing is like my wife and I have totally different taste palettes because I don't, I'm, I'm an Asian guy that doesn't eat seafood. Um, okay. So, I have friends like that too. No yeah. worries. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even know how you can call me Asian at this point, but basically like, you know, we, we venture off into the ID quite a bit. So for me, my favorite is Fort St. George uh, in, in downtown. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that's a staple. Uh, so we've been trying to like throw them our, our our support and our love about once a week. All any Hawaiian joint in you know the Seattle area, Hawaii Family Restaurant, I love that place. Their chicken is amazing. Oh, their chicken's really good. I'm a ha- big hamburger steak kind of a guy, so like uh-huh. very traditional. My wife loves Phnom Penh. Um, once they yeah. reopen, so we go there quite a bit. Any Thai place for bubble tea, it's TPT in in Chinatown. Locally down here, like we don't have a lot of local spots in Renton where. Uh, we operate, but um, we usually just try to venture off into uh, downtown Seattle to, to get some some goodies. Fish, uh, the fish guys, I think that's another yep. one we go to quite a bit. So yeah, man, it's it's that's kind of like our uh, our round robin of uh, restaurants that okay. we. Yeah. Where do you get at the Seattle Fish Guys if you're not a good <laughs> sea, big seafood fan? I usually don't order anything from there. My wife okay. orders everything for the entire family, and I usually just go pick up something else at like Fort St. George. But uh, okay. I think really good things about Fish Guys, so I wish I liked. They have other things too because they do pop ups for other local small businesses as well as mm-hmm. they they have like a small grocery store ever since March when they when they kind of did that. So they're helping a lot of small businesses. So that's why I was just wondering. And they have some stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Great, Craig. All right. I want to wrap this up because for all our listeners, where can they find Donut Lab and how how can customers 
order these things? So the best way to order is if you go on the donutlabseattle.com. Okay. The ordering page on there. So we're we've reduced our hours uh, during uh, December just for the holidays, but we're mm-hmm. on Saturdays only right now. Uh, we could uh, expand that uh, once I think the new year happens. So just be on the lookout for announcements on our Instagram page at the donutlabseattle.com. Looking forward to adding some new customers and everyone trying out our malasadas. And then where can we find you on social media? So for Instagram, it'd be at the Donut Lab Seattle. Awesome. Craig, thank you so much for coming on. You know how much I love your malasadas. I'm so glad to have you on and I was so excited to have you on as a guest. Thanks, Nelson. Appreciate it. And that's our interview with Craig Yamada of the Donut Lab Seattle. Make sure you go follow them. And if you want to put in an order, they are taking orders over the weekend. Monica, in the interview, there were some flavors he was messing around with. He was mentioning macadamia nut flavor, as well as uh, brown sugar boba type or milk tea type flavor. Mm, Those sound delicious. And definitely, like, I haven't had one of those boba kind before. I know you have, right? Yeah. Now... I know you've eaten a lot of malasadas, right? Especially from Leonard's, from the island, since Mm -hmm. you're from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite flavor? Do you just go with the standard ube or what's, what are your favorite flavors when you, let's say hypothetically you're in Leonard, let's imagine that you're at Leonard's, what, which flavors would you get? Um, So I'm from the big island. So Leonard's is on Oahu and I'm not a fan of Leonard's. There are like two top places in Hawaii to get malasadas from. Leonard's is one. The other one is Tex Drive-In. So I'm actually Mm -hmm. from the town where Tex Drive-In is. It's got a softer texture to the malasada, not so much like um, what we call Okinawan donut where it's a little sturdier. Uh, Bavarian cream. Mm, Bavarian cream. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Bavarian cream. Mm, So yummy. (laughs) You just you said Okinawan, and I'm thinking Okinawa because I just watched Cobra Kai. Have you ever seen the Cobra Kai with you know, the new Daniel wants, son? Nobody wants to watch it with me, so I'm gonna have to watch it by myself. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> Season three just came out. It's I amazing. I love I, I love it. I'm so mad <laughs> nobody wants to watch it. I'm just like, what do you mean you don't want to watch it? <laughs> So I'll be doing that myself. And this season has Komodo of Kona Kitchen fame. So you guys, <laughs> Chosen is back in <laughs> on season three of Cobra Kai. I'm so excited That's for it. That's amazing. Sounds like a lot of fun. Now I want some Lokomoko after I just said Kona Kitchen. Yeah, now I want to make some lokomoko. Just like I think I have some ground beef in the fridge right now. And you know, as a good Hawaiian, I I always have the makings of brown gravy lying around. But I'm out of eggs because my family eat eggs. Oh, scratch that. No lokomoko. Can't have a lokomoko without the eggs. Just not possible. Mm. All right, everyone. Well, (laughs) I think I think we'll we'll stop it there, Monica. Everyone have a wonderful week. Happy New Year. Here's to a new healthy and prosperous 2021. And I wish you guys all the success. And of course, happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.